0: Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, the sermon audio from Word of Life Church in Lesour, Minnesota. Thank you for listening, and may you be blessed by this word of grace for you today. call to worship today comes from john chapter 12 verse 13 as we celebrate palm sunday so they took branches of palm trees and went out to to meet him crying out hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord even the king of israel that's that's who we worship today We worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and um, we pray in his name. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we come before you. And uh, we're scattered all over the place, Lord. We're scattered all over the globe, believers in your name, crying out to you, Lord God, because you know what we're going through. You know each one of us. You know us by name. You know our, our thoughts. Selfish thoughts. Yeah, you know we're a bunch of selfish little sinners. You know our worries and our anxieties. You know our fears. Lord, you you know what excites us and, and what gets us excited to come together to worship you is what you've done for us. And yet, as we come into your presence, Lord, we recognize. That you are holy and we are not. That you are perfect and pure and we are not. And we need forgiveness that only you can give to us. So we cry out to you, Lord. King Jesus. Praise God. Hosanna. Blessed are you, Lord Jesus. You came in the name of the Lord to rescue us, to save us. And we need your hope right now. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. You guys in living rooms would sing along with us. All creatures of our God and King And with us sing, oh praise Him, Hallelujah. We've been traveling for weeks for weeks we've been journeying with Jesus on his way to Jerusalem and it seems like forever ago that we heard Eric preach on Luke 9 and in you know, about a village that rejects Jesus because his face was set toward Jerusalem his face was was focused on on the way and the way back to glory is the way that through suffering the way back to heaven is the way through Jerusalem the way to salvation is through Jesus Christ offering himself as the perfect sacrifice and he knows he's been telling his disciples all along the way that he has to be betrayed that the chief priests and the other, other leaders of the day are going to reject him. They're going to false, uh, falsely accuse him, and, and, it's, and it's just going to get ugly. He's going to suffer, he's going to be crucified, he's going to die on a cross, he's going to pay for the sins of all of humanity on that cross. It says in Luke 9 that that Jesus is going this way and the way to Jerusalem because the days drew near for him to be taken up. And this is both uh, ascension language and cross language. This is the, the same exact word that's being used when Jesus does ascend into heaven, but it is also this, we get this imagery of Jesus being lifted up on the cross and so, today, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, we are celebrating a Savior who knows. If you have your Bibles with you, you could turn with me to Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 28. Luke 19, starting in verse 28. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And when he drew near to Beth, uh, Bethpage... And Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples saying, Go into the village in front of you where on entering you'll find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it, bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, you shall say this, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole Multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, and hey, kids, if you've got your palm branches, now's the time to wave them. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I'll tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, yeah, he's talking about Jerusalem, the place he's been journeying towards for weeks, the place we've been journeying towards for weeks. When he, verse 41, and when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, would that you, even you, had known He rents the reading of God's word. I um, I love, I love Palm Sunday. I love getting to celebrate Palm Sunday, and, and usually, um, you know, a, there's at least a group of us who aren't here in, in Minnesota on Palm Sunday. Normally, we're down in Mexico. We're we're celebrating with our with our sister church down in Silva, Mexico, and, and we're we're praising the God and praising God together there and things like that. And they are they're worshiping online too. And uh, and I, I'm I'm going to see if I can find a, a link uh, to to the worship service that's happening down in Silva, and we'll see if we can post that up. Uh, um, and and you can check check them out maybe later on today w- when they're worshiping. But I gotta tell you, uh, we miss our brothers and sisters in Christ who are down in Mexico. And um, but Palm Sunday is a sweet Sunday. It's a Sunday of rejoicing. It's a Sunday of joy. And and so I guess I guess today's a little rough. Um, I'm gonna out them, you know, but. Uh, Doug and Eric do not have any palms in their hands. There's no, there's no palm branches being waved. You know, they are waving their hands. That's, that's good. Oh, palm branches. Oh, my goodness. Palm branches, Eric said. It's not quite the same. Worshiping when you guys are not all here. Uh, uh, Sue sent us a little... Uh, uh, picture of a uh, uh, of a uh, of a worship center filled with like these these dolls that were set in place and things like that, um, and that was that was pretty funny. It is it's a little different without you guys here, you know, worshiping and waving waving palm branches. The the, the whole theme of Palm Sunday is this just over abundance of joy because after this long long journey of Jesus traveling and journeying to the you know to the cross, journeying to Jerusalem, um, uh, it's it's, uh, he's almost there. It's in sight. And so as he he gives the kind of the heads up, and we realize that Jesus knows stuff. I mean, we've known that Jesus knows stuff from the beginning. Uh, you know, Jesus uh, Jesus tells Nathaniel right in the early part of his ministry. Jesus tells Nathaniel he, that he saw him uh, sitting under the tree, and apparently that was enough for Nathaniel because he was like. Blessed is the Son of God. You truly are the son of, son of God, and you know. And it's like, what? How did Jesus know that? Well, Jesus just knows stuff. Jesus just knows all sorts of stuff. He knows that a he knows that a woman had five husbands, and the man that she was living with isn't her husband. The woman at the well. Maybe you've heard of it, and maybe not. It's okay. Jesus just knew. Jesus is, even just last week, as we're talking about Jesus journeying to Jerusalem, he comes through this town, he comes through Jericho, he looks up in a tree, sees this dude, he's like, hey, Zacchaeus, yeah, he knew his name, he knew that guy, I got to stay at your house. And so we, I wonder if the disciples just kind of got used to Jesus knowing stuff. He just seems to know stuff. He knows people. He just knows what they're going to do. He knows their thoughts. He knows their hearts. Jesus just knows stuff. And so as as they're getting close, as we're getting to the end of this journey with Jesus' face set toward Jerusalem, Jesus knows. Jesus knows that there is a donkey's colt tied up right outside the front door of a house in the next town. How does he do that? I don't know. Jesus knows stuff. And so as he, as he knows stuff, here's what ends up happening is that um, that he just tells his disciples exactly what's going to happen and, and, it, and it happens exactly the way he said. Here's, he says, okay, here's the deal. Two guys, he gets two followers. I don't know if it was guys. It could have been men and women. I don't know. Uh, it says two of his disciples and he you know, chooses two of his disciples and sends them, <clears throat> sends them ahead. Uh, and he says, hey, in the next town, you're going to find this donkey's colt. He also knows that no one has ever ridden this donkey's colt. It's like, what? How does Jesus know that? Jesus knows. And, uh, and they said, and, and Jesus tells the two people, okay, untie the colt. And if anybody tells you, you know, or asks what you're doing, you just tell them the Lord needs it and they'll let you take it. So sure enough, it happened exactly the way he said it was going to happen, Two disciples go into the next town, they find this donkey's colt, nobody's ever ridden it before, they untie it, sure enough, somebody comes out the door, hey, what are you doing to my colt? Why are you untying that colt? The Lord needs it, bring it back later. Okay. Who does that? And how does he know? Jesus knows. Jesus knows what's going to happen. And Jesus knows what's going to happen with the cult. And so... So they bring the cult back, and they put Jesus on the colt after they've laid a couple of cloaks down. And then as they're, as they're cruising down the road, uh, there's two big crowds. Um, so I want you to think of it like this, that there's a group of disciples that's coming with Jesus, and they're all praising God. They're all worshiping Jesus. They're, they're talking about the amazing things that Jesus has said, the amazing things that Jesus has done, and they're, and they're praising God for it. And at the exact same time, there's also a crowd coming out of Jerusalem to meet him. And so there's these two crowds, crowds of disciples and crowds of, uh, of, of worshipers who are in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. It's like they hear that there's a party happening and they're like, yo, I want to be a part of that. And so they do, and on the road, they celebrate Jesus like a coming king, a totally different king than anybody would have expected, but the coming king. And so they start laying down their coats on the ground, they start taking branches off the trees and laying them on the road, and they're just kind of rolling out the red carpet for Jesus, and they're worshiping all along the way, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and they're crying out, King Jesus, and you're saying, how on earth does he know what's coming jesus knows what's coming he knew all of this was going to happen and so it's at that very moment that as as the whole crowd both crowds are just worshiping the lord praising god and 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 the palm branches are going around and the palm branches are going on the ground and everybody's taking off their coats The Pharisees are just mad. Like real mad because they know what the people are saying. They're not just calling him a king like any other king. They're not just calling him a prophet like somebody, you know, somebody else. They're calling him Messiah. They're calling him King Jesus. They're calling him Son of David like that blind man who has been healed, they're worshiping Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's what's happening on that road that day. And so Jesus boldly tells those Pharisees that if the disciples were to remain quiet, if the crowds of people were to remain quiet, the very rocks would cry out the praises of Almighty God. The very rocks would declare that Jesus is the Messiah, the King coming to his city. Jesus knows stuff. but Jesus also knows that rejection is coming. If only the people had known, really known, if only they had believed. You see, just as Jesus comes into sight of Jerusalem, he sees Jerusalem and he cries. If only, if only you'd realized, if only you'd believed that. That the coming of Jesus, that Jesus was sent from the Heavenly Father, God Almighty, Yahweh. That Jesus truly is the Son of God and Son of Man. That He truly is the Savior, the Messiah. If only Jerusalem had realized, if only the the people had realized and believed that now was the time. But Jesus knows that rejection is coming. It's like they only hear what they want to hear. They only see what they want to see. They see Jesus coming in on a a very different ride. A little donkey's colt, humble. He's not coming in with an army. He's coming in with ordinary people. And they're not... They're not armed with weapons of war. They're armed with testimony of who God is and what God has done. They're armed with stories. They're armed with coats and palm branches. Praising God every step of the way. Jesus is the way of peace. If only they had realized that Jesus is the way of peace. That the only way to have peace with God is through Jesus Christ. But they don't see and they don't hear. It's like they see the things that they expect to see. I, I, uh, I was... Doug and Catherine were talking about drawing yesterday as as they were looking at this assignment that, that I think I think Doug was working on as he turned a, a person's face upside down and and was working on drawing the face upside down and and um, and cat and tried turning it right side up and, and Doug explained that no 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 if you turn this picture of a, of a person's face upside down you don't You don't draw what you think you see. You draw what you really see. You're not drawing a person's face. You're just drawing these these shading and these patterns and things like that. And and, and I think the same thing is true when the crowds of people are looking at Jesus. They see what they expect to see. They see what they think they see. Jesus is an upside-down king. They just don't see him. They see what they're expecting or wanting to see, but Jesus is a spiritual king who's coming to to change everything, not just rescue them from Roman oppression, but to rescue them from their sins and and the oppression that happens mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And Jesus, he knows that the the suffering is going to come. That the way into Jerusalem is not an easy road. He knows that the suffering is coming, he's been foretelling it for weeks. Still, Jesus wants to gather up his people it says in in a parallel text this is one of the few things that's recorded in every gospel it's in it's in Luke 19 which we're reading it's in Matthew 21 it's in Luke 19 it's in John 12 and, and one of the in one of the 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 passages it says that that Jesus wanted to to gather up Jerusalem like a hen gathers her chicks it's an act of love and protection how long Jesus has wanted to gather them together, but they wouldn't have it. And so Jesus cries. Jesus knows. Jesus knows stuff. Jesus knows what's coming. Jesus knows that rejection is coming. Jesus knows that the cross is coming. Jesus knows that the the only way to ascend to to the Father, is through Jerusalem, is through the cross, is through suffering and death. And Jesus knows you. Jesus is visiting you right now. It's kind of weird, but it is completely true that through the power of the gospel, the power of God's word, that Jesus is visiting you. And he knows you. Not just the you that believes in him. I mean, some of you are believers in Jesus Christ. And, and you, you believe that he knows you. But even if there's someone out there who's not quite sure where they're at with Jesus, if we believe that, that Jesus is who he says he is, and, and I do, then, then there is no limit. As a matter of fact, whether you believe it or not, Jesus knows you just like he knew Zacchaeus. Jesus knows your name. Jesus knows your thoughts. Yes, even that thought. Yeah, that one too. Jesus knows your feelings. Jesus knows your health, or lack thereof. Jesus knows your worry. Jesus knows your anxiety. Jesus knows... How, how worried you are about your family. Jesus knows about your job and your bank account. Jesus knows. Jesus not only knows what you're, what you're thinking and all those sorts of things, he, <clears throat> he knows your sin. Yes, that one. And that one too. Jesus knows everything about you. And for me, that is incredibly comforting and hard. I thought ahead. You see, because... Jesus knows me. That means he knows everything. Jesus even knows the things that I don't want him to know, the things that I don't want anybody to know. Jesus knows. Jesus knows how how you've been treating your family this week. Have you guys been kind of holed up at home? Jesus knows how you've talked to each other the things you've thought about each other, Jesus knows. Jesus knows the people who have rejected him. Jesus knows the people who are, you know, kind of believing on the outside, but in the inside they've got serious doubts. Jesus knows. Jesus knows the people who are just putting on a good show. Jesus knows. And Jesus still has his face set towards Jerusalem. Jerusalem even though he can see Jerusalem, even though he's crying over Jerusalem, even though the crowds are shouting and praising God and his face is still set towards Jerusalem, he still has work to do. And Jesus knows. Jesus knows that people will reject him. Jesus knows that that today, Palm Sunday is the day that, that crowds just cheer and shout and lay out branches and praise his name and praise God. And Jesus knows the rejection is coming. Then in a few short days, the crowds will be shouting: Crucify Him, crucify him. Jesus knows that he will be led away outside of Jerusalem, up to Skull Hill, and there he'll be crucified for us. Jesus knows. Jesus knows you. And Jesus knows. that he paid for every single sin that each and every human has ever committed, whether they believe him or not, whether they receive the forgiveness or not, Jesus knows, because Jesus did. Jesus died on a cross for the sins of the whole world. Jesus knows you, Do you believe that Jesus, who knows you perfectly, loves you, died in your place for you, paid for your sins for you, forgives you, and longs to be with you? Jesus knows you, knows exactly where you're at today In your head and in your heart, even in your body, Jesus knows and he loves you. Today, my prayer is that each and every one of you would hear, really hear, not just hear what you're expecting to hear when you come to church, but turn this message upside down. See Jesus for who he really is. Not just a guy on a little donkey. Jesus is the Son of God, our Savior, and He knows us and He loves us anyways. And He died to take away all of our sins. This is a great week. Maybe it doesn't feel like it. Maybe you're looking at this next week with dread of another week of online school and online work and staying home and not getting to do what you want. But this is a great week. This is Holy Week. This is the week that we celebrate what Jesus Christ has done for us. We celebrate his death for us and his resurrection for us. This this is a great week. It's my hope, my prayer, that you know that he knows you. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, um, thank you for knowing us. That seems weird to say because, Lord, there's a whole lot of things about me that I don't want anybody to know. And I know that for each and every person who's listening today, there is a lot of things that that they don't want anybody to know. Thank you for knowing us, for knowing our names, knowing where we're at. You know how we're feeling, you know what we're thinking. You know our fears and our worries, and you love us. You know our sins that we don't want anybody to know, and you still love us. And each and every time we've committed that sin, we can go to you, cry out to forgiveness. Just cry out to you for forgiveness, knowing that you've forgiven each and every one. Lord, thank you for being with us even through these hard times. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering uh, with the, these symptoms of coronavirus. And those, I mean, there's just so much happening all over the world. I think of uh, hospitals upon hospitals that are filling up and they're moving, uh, and they're transforming hotels into hospitals just to care for those who are sick. Lord, we pray for the sick, that you would, that you would heal our land, that you would heal our people, Lord God, according to your will. Lord, that you would do exactly what you want to do, that you would make your will our will so that we want what you want. And Lord, we believe and we trust that you can eradicate this virus as quickly as it showed up. We know what we want, Lord. We want disease-free living. What do you want, Lord? Help us to want what you want. Draw your people to yourself. Be with those who are sick. We ask you, Lord God, right now, to be with those uh, in in the healthcare industry who are who are just laboring, working tirelessly, giving of themselves to care for the sick. Please, Lord God, please be with them. You be their strength. Pray, Lord God, that you would that others would be pointed to you, and that you you know, and that they would believe in you. Lord, we pray for uh, churches all over the world that are gathering in unusual ways. Lord, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and give them courage and boldness to share the good news that you love, that you are hope, that you know us. We ask you, Lord God, to be with those who are suffering financially. These are hard times, Lord God. But We pray that you would supply all of our needs. And if you're at home, Amen. As we sing this next song in worship, uh, pay attention to the words of this first verse as we look to where we actually trust where our hope is actually found. Our God, a firm foundation Our rock, the only solid ground Nations rise and fall You are the only king forever Almighty God, we lift you higher You are the only king forever Forevermore You are victorious You are the only king forever Almighty God, we lift you higher you are Victoria okay if there are things that uh, that you need you need prayer for then um, then please shoot shoot those in the into the comments or shoot us an email uh, but we would love to hear from you we want to make sure that you guys are getting opportunities to stay connected and um, we're just excited about who the Lord is and what he's done for us. He knows us intimately. And, uh, and he loves us anyways. Which is just awesome. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May he look right at you. And give you his peace. Amen? Go in Peace. I think we have a bonus song. You guys going to do a bonus song? If you want to jam on one more time. But All right, if you guys more, want to more stick more. around for a little bit longer, there's one more bonus song. Let's worship the Lord. We need your power in us. We see your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. To waste our lives For your our joy and prize To see the captives' hearts Release the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace We lay down our lives for heaven's cause We are your church We pray,
1: revive